Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Are you someone who would like to make a greater impact in global missions, but you're just not sure how? Maybe you've tried to get involved, but you run into all these barriers like the language barrier, not speaking you know, their language, or the travel barrier. How can I get there? Especially now, there's all these COVID-19 travel restrictions, or maybe it's the finance barrier. I don't have that kind of money. 360 Serve, it's about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planters in many of the least reached countries in our world today. An indigenous church planter, that's someone who's grown up and they live in their country, they know their language and culture, they're called of God, and they're highly trained. They're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ, as you will discover as you listen to this podcast. Did you know that one out of three people in our world have yet to even hear the name of Jesus? And the majority of these people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, they live in areas where American missionaries are unable to travel and freely share the gospel and plant churches in those locations. But indigenous church planters, they're already there, living in these countries, and this is amazing. Today is the greatest turning to Jesus our world has ever seen. Uh, Did you hear that? Did you take that in? Today is the greatest turning to Jesus our world has ever seen, and it's because indigenous church planters are leading the charge and bringing the gospel to these least reached areas at the ends of the earth. The 360 Serve podcast is dedicated to interviewing these amazing church planters so you can hear straight from them the incredible things God is doing all over the world and how you can get involved. This is our first 360 Serve episode. I'm super excited to have you with us. For our first several episodes, we're going to bring you to the country of Uganda, where you're going to meet our church planning movement leader. His name is Pastor Daniel. And you're going to hear Pastor Daniel's story growing up in Uganda, how he nearly committed suicide as an orphan. You're going to be introduced to his wife. You're going to hear her story. Her name is Erica, how she survived the Rwandan genocide. You're going to learn about spiritual warfare in Uganda and the amazing church planting movement that got his birth into the least reached areas in this country and how you can get involved. Today's topic is about something we're all facing here in the United States. That's the issue of COVID-19. But how is this impacting Uganda? Here is my friend, Pastor Daniel. What a privilege it is to have Pastor Daniel from Uganda with us, our first guest. And Pastor Daniel, you want to give a little bit of a greeting to all of those who are listening to you right now. Right. Thank you so much, uh, all dear friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, all the way. Greetings all the way from Uganda, Africa, uh, to the U.S. and to all, uh, to all of you. We are so mm. grateful. Here we say, praise the name of the Lord. We love you. And we're here to share the word of the Lord together with you. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Don't you love Daniel's voice? I, <laughs> you probably wonder, what does Daniel look like? You know, and, uh, you know, my wife calls you, Daniel, the Denzel Washington of Uganda. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have you seen a picture of Denzel Washington yet, Daniel? No. No, I've never known much about him. I well, just need to find him now. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you, it's a great compliment. It really is. And uh, I love you, brother. Uh, just a joy to, to have traveled with you all throughout Uganda, north, south, east, and west. And so it's it's just great to spend this time. Thank you for taking this time, Daniel, to uh, spend with us. So normally I would start with just your testimony and a little bit about Uganda in general, but we're going to save that for a different segment. I feel like right now, this COVID-19, it's a global pandemic. Of course, it's affected the world and especially Uganda as well. And so I want this first segment to be a little bit about that because this is the moment. And so, Daniel, how is this affecting uh, Uganda, COVID-19? Yeah, thank you, Pastor Mark. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I know that because it's a global pandemic, uh, I know that this has affected us all, mostly here in Uganda. One is the uh, spiritually people, missionaries who used to come to Africa, to Uganda, for evangelism no longer come to share the word of the Lord. That has affected our country. That has affected Africa at large because we know that many missionaries were coming to Africa to support and to evangelize and to do uh, like medical camps and to do like schools ministry, prisons ministry, open air crusades, conferences, meeting with pastors and trainings. So they have not been able to come uh, to Africa uh, because of COVID-19. And the church has been affected in this one area. And then secondly, also uh, looking at the global also, that is part of the uh uh, global, because it's a global pandemic, but also nationally here in our country, uh, people, because as you know, that all churches are closed, whereby uh, mostly here in Uganda is that we don't have internet everywhere. So online church is very hard because of lockdown and social distancing. So we have not been able to come together as a church to meet and share the word of the Lord together. So it's only those who have uh, like, like the urban churches where they have some internet and they are able to access some online messages, then they are able to hear. But look at all other people who are outside our main cities that they cannot be able to access this. And these are the majority. So Statistically, you will find out that uh, 80%, 80 or 85% of the people in my country live in the remote areas and they cannot access internet. So the only way that they can be able to access uh, uh, the messages of the word of the Lord is through the radio because they don't even have TVs, but they have the radios. But unfortunately, uh, even those who have the radios in our country, some of the teachers, as they teach uh, the word of the Lord, they don't even give the right message to the people. They are teaching doctrinally something that is very different from how Jesus taught and how Jesus evangelized. It is a little different. So this has generally affected uh, my country. 
And I, as a church planter in Uganda, I really feel like it has been a, a challenge for me personally not to be able to hear from some of the pastors that are under this movement. Uh, they We cannot access uh, we cannot hear from them. We we sometimes don't even get to know how they are doing because we have no access to go to their own communities. We have no access to call them to be able to hear from them and how their community is doing and how their families are doing. So this has, COVID-19 has actually affected my country, has affected our life spiritually and physically. Wow. It's an honor for us, you know, to support 59 of those church planters under the movement that the Lord has raised you up to lead, Pastor Daniel. And uh, I know we're praying for you and all the pastors. And tell me a little bit about just what's happened in the communities as a result of this lockdown situation. There's been some really difficult uh, things happening with families. Can you share some of those stories? Yeah, foremost, let me let me thank you so much, Pastor Mark together uh, with Mama Tracy. I call her the mother of nations uh, because she has given birth to many children around the world. I really just want to thank you so much for the support that we have got, that you've been wiring, that you've been sending unto us to support uh, the movement, church planting movement in Uganda. Not only that, but also the people uh, in different communities where these churches have been planted. But Uganda, as of now, has gone through a lot because one is the health sector, which has not been the best uh, in our country because we do not have whatever is needed for someone to be well or for someone to be treated. Then secondly, we have also gone through some challenges of domestic violence, whereby uh, families have separated. Of recently, over 4,000 families' cases have been reported uh, to the Uganda police, and, 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 and this is too big in the, in the period of a month. This is too, too big. And this is only in the urban areas. So now, Pastor Mark, just, just think of people, the 85% who live in the remote areas who cannot even afford to go and report their cases to the police. So this, this has been one of the greatest challenges. Then poverty. So out of this poverty, um, I'm now talking about people failing to get food. And if, they, we, we, if people failed to get food uh, before lockdown, and now, during this time of lockdown, people have totally not been able to have food. The government has tried to provide for her people uh, in the first three districts. And the first three districts, the government proposed to feed over 1.5 million people. And it has taken two months, and they have not been able to feed the 1.5 million people. So... This has become a very great, great challenge for people to have something to eat. And as you know, here in Africa, it is hand to mouth. Everybody is working for food each and every day. And if one is not working, then that becomes a problem because you, you don't have anywhere to get any amount of money. And as a result, that is why there, has, there have been a lot of 
uh, domestic violence. And out of this domestic violence, we have heard and we have seen and we have watched some families, some uh, parents have been able to kill their wives. Of recently, this is just two days ago, um, a, a, a man in one community killed himself, killed the wife, and killed the four children all at once. He first mm. killed the wife, he killed the children, and then after he also hanged himself, and the dead bodies were found in the house. And this is this has been rampant, Pastor Mark, not mm. only in our nearby communities, but also in some other different communities whereby televisions are reporting about this. And we've heard of so many people hanging themselves. And we've heard of so many fathers abandoning children and running away out of their own families. And we have heard of so many uh, fathers beating their wives to death because the wife is asking the husband to provide for food. And the husband is like, I don't have anywhere to, to pick up food from because you see me not working. How can you ask me for food? So you see a mother is crying for food. Children are crying for food. And at the same time, the father, the provider, the bread seeker is also crying at the same time. So the father is crying, mother is crying, and children are crying. And everybody is like, I need to eat. I need something to eat. So we just want to thank you so much uh, that, uh, that uh, 360 South came out and gave us a hand to be able to help some of the families that were able to help. I wish you were here to see how people celebrated and how other people were just pulled out of, uh, you know, I don't even know how God helped that any, anything small that we are able to give out meant a lot. Even if someone was able to just make a meal for the day, that meant a lot to all the people where we uh, were able to give this this relief. Uh, to. It was a great, great testimony. And people are still talking about this. And out of this, actually, we have seen God saving lives of people. And I'm telling you, Pastor Mark, that uh, when the churches open, very many people are going to be able to come to the church as a result of giving them something because somebody came out to give a hand to a hungry man, to a hungry woman, to mm. hungry children. And then they came to realize that the church has been able to play a role, a rightful role in a time like this, that the church came out to give a hand to those who are hungry so the church uh has been able to to uh, to have a foundation and it has demonstrated that love the love of christ where the bible says that when i was hungry you gave me something to eat when i was in prison you came and visited me when i was suffering you you considered me and you came out and gave a hand to me so i i saw a church uh, in the country where we gave all this relief that church meant a lot. It had a significance, a significance at this time, like the church has come out to support the community people where food was given. So it was something that I cannot even tell. It is something that everybody 
would just want to know that the relief that was received meant a lot in the lives of people. So people are dying, people are suffering, people are, are saying that instead of dying of COVID-19, we are now going to die of hunger. So Uganda has not reported anybody being dead of, of coronavirus, but Uganda has reported the people of dying of, uh, the result of COVID-19 has been like, people have died of hunger. People, uh, uh, families have separated. There is domestic violence. Women have been abused. Children, orphans have been abused in this time like this. And these are some of the challenges that we have come across in Uganda uh, 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 through COVID-19. Wow. Our hearts are just break, you know, hearing that, uh, Pastor Daniel. We're honored that we can partner with you a little bit in just helping. Uh, and certainly we've been praying and giving. And, you know, you shared with me about one man that came to your house, right? One evening. Was it a pastor that came? And tell a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I've had several of them because I think somebody would want to know who an African pastor is, who a Ugandan pastor is, mostly like a person like me who leads other pastors and leading this movement whereby people will always see and recognize you as a leader. So in case of any problem, in case of any challenge, they already know that you have an answer. And the reason is that because you hear from the Lord. So here in Africa, we, we, we have that kind of tendency whereby we know that a leader is a leader and a leader will always have something to support with. So uh, most of the people have been coming. Even today, I had several people coming to our house and they have been asking for support. One, there is a lady who came today and she had her son taken to the hospital and uh, she was asking for some support. And she told me that the son and the mother had taken days. But when she went to the community, she was asking for support from different homes in our neighborhood. And everyone was pointing her to us, like, go up there. There is a pastor. He's the one to be able to help. So each and everybody will think that the pastor will always be helpful. And it's very hard for somebody to come to you needing, in a need, and you real fail to help that somebody. Because they have that kind of trust like you believe in the Lord, the Lord hears your prayers, so you must have something to give out to this other person. So this lady came and told me, and I asked her, she was a Muslim. She asked me and told me that I asked her that I needed some help. I asked her that, where, who has told you to come over here? How have you known that we are pastors? So she told me that I'm a Muslim, but I have a friend who is also Muslim. Uh, who is your neighbor, who is our neighbor also. And then through this other neighbor, there is another neighbor also who is a Muslim. So this lady was went to the first neighbor. The first neighbor told her to go to the second neighbor. Then the third neighbor told her to come to us and said, go to the pastor up there. The pastor will be able to help you through that problem. So several people even came today and they were asking for this kind of relief. And this is also what happened when this other pastor came. He came to me. He first wrote a text to me and he told me that, Pastor, we are hungry. I told him that, Pastor, I don't also have anything. I mean, whatever we give, whatever we have is what we give. And our family has 11 people right now. 
because we also have some other people, have some other children that we take care of. So we are living in the house. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, we don't have enough that we can be able to give. But this pastor told me that, pastor, I'm not leaving this place until I have something. There is no way that I can go back to my family and tell them that I don't have anything. Children are crying. My wife is crying. She's looking at me. I cannot make it. I'm not going back home unless I take some food back at home. So some of these pastors have been coming here and, and that has been also a very good challenge to, uh, I mean, to have people coming in expecting that you're going to be able to support and at least give them something. That has been a great challenge. And I have been having so many calls I've been receiving so many calls from different pastors and telling me that, Pastor, we are dying in the house. There is no way that we can survive uh, 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 in this period of lockdown, whereby the church that was operating has nothing to give because people don't give. People don't give their offerings. People don't give their titles because they don't have any, anywhere they get money from. So nothing is coming in and they cannot even take care of themselves. So what happens is that now pastors have nothing to give and yet people come back to their pastors asking them for food and for support. And now these pastors come to ask us now because we are leaders and they're like, let there be something. So we've had these pastors. There is another pastor who, who also uh, was found in bed uh, because when the president said that churches are going to close, so the wife uh, came in, uh, the wife went for the overnight prayers in the church, and this pastor uh, in Mokono district, where we have the orphanage center, and this pastor was like, he was so much worried because he had high blood pressure. So he was worried about life and how things were to go. So the wife went to the church to pray, she was supposed to come back in the morning because it was overnight prayer. And when she came back in the morning, she found the husband had already died in bed. So mm. she came, touched him, and she found out that he was very cold, cold and completely dead. So the postmortem was done and it was found out that he had high blood pressure. But of, of recently, the pastor was just worried about life. How are we going to live? How are we going to survive if the church is closed? And if we don't have any other work to do, because most of the pastors here, we don't have any other business outside church. We only do church Monday to Monday, a year to year, no other salary outside our whatever. So no other business, nothing else. You just have to live on church and you just have to pastor. So, so many people, so many pastors have been disappointed in that same way, whereby churches are closed, the people don't bring in any offerings, no tithes, no whatever. So if they are not working, now nothing is coming into, and they have been depending on the church. So at the end of the day, if someone is not strong enough, he can easily give it up. Man, Daniel, yeah, I just, I, I think of how this type of thing is happening all over uh, through the 59 church planners, your church planners that are all over rural, you know, Uganda. And the ministry you're happening is just symbolic of what is taking place all over. Our hearts go out for the thousands of stories. We're grateful that we've been able to provide hundreds and thousands of pounds of food, you know, and we're going to continue to do that uh, here from the United States. It's a joy to partner with you. You know, how can we uh, just pray? I want to close this segment out by just praying for 
uh, you in Uganda at this time and encourage our listeners to do the same. But how can we pray for you, Daniel, and uh, your movement in light of uh, this uh, COVID-19? I mean, I think we've already heard by just this story how we can pray, but is there anything else in addition that you'd like us to be remembering you uh, for? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Mark. Uh, when we talk about prayer requests, we do have a lot. But whatever is moving my heart is more into evangelism because this is what the Lord has called me to do many years ago. Maybe I'll be sharing more about my story about that. Yep. But I'm just asking that, that uh, you pray together with us so that the gospel may be preached because I know uh, that the church now is ready. I know that some of the church members will not even be able to come back to church, but I know that even other members, even other community members will be able to come to church in a very great number. So what I really feel the Lord put on my heart are three words, pray, plan, and prepare. And out of praying, plan and prepare. I'm preparing and I'm praying and I'm planning because I know uh, that uh, uh, one is that the church will not open soon in my country. It's going to take long. But after the church opens, uh, I know uh, that it's, it's going to be a very, very great challenge because very many people are going to come to the Lord. But out of this, we must move out and preach to them because even many people will even backslide, will forsake the Lord because people have been disappointed. So some people in the church have been disappointed by this situation and they are saying that the Lord has not been on their behalf to help them and support them. So my prayer request is that God may draw as many people in the church that many people may come to know Christ to be able to go out and disciple others. So that is my prayer request. That is my dream to see that many people, that we plant as many churches than shrines that we have in the country. We need to plant as many churches than mosques and we need to plant as many churches in the country. So my heart is moving out to the lost souls and I feel like that is where the focus is right now. Amen, Daniel. You know, I think of Psalm 34 and uh, verse 18, and it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And the salvation of God, of course, is physical, it's emotional, it's for communities, but the eternal, the spiritual, like what you've just shared here, this is a, an amazing opportunity in the midst of this tragedy. So let's uh, close this segment. I just want to pray a blessing over you. And uh, and we will continue to pray as a ministry at 360 Serve for you as well and this ongoing work of God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of hearing from Pastor Daniel about this crisis that is an opportunity, and yet it, it breaks our hearts when we hear of families and communities that are falling apart and, and even killing one another and, and, and death, and, and yet the beauty of hope that's given through tangible uh, food. And we just 
ask, oh God, that your mercy and grace and and power would come over all of these church planners and Pastor Daniel, giving him wisdom and love as they minister, even in his own family, 11 people in their house. And as he's been asking for prayer and planning and preparing for the harvest that is just on the horizon, Lord, we just pray, God, you would we would bless all of this, that you would meet the needs of the people of Uganda, that you would open up this country and, oh God, uh, open up their hearts for you as well. So thank you that we could just pray together and we'll continue to pray. And we ask this all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on our first episode. I hope you were encouraged and inspired by Pastor Daniel's update on how Uganda is dealing with COVID-19. I want to give you just one action step for the day. Go to our 360Serve website at 360Serve.org. That's 360Serve.org. Just read the front page to learn more about how God is using indigenous church planners to change the world. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. See you next episode when we get to hear from Pastor Daniel on what it's like to grow up in the country of Uganda. Until then, may the Lord bless you.